might be huge, he might have a six-pack, he might be a former NRL player, but he's also a big giant teddy bear and a fantastic role model for his kids. He's about to appear on the upcoming season of Celebrity Apprentice Australia. I'm going to do my best at pronouncing his name correctly. So hello, Aloni Venaku. Oh, shit. You are not the first and you won't be the last to, to accidentally make a mistake of my surname. It's Vuna Kede. I have yeah. heard you say it right before, so I'll give you credit for that. The first time I ever heard you say my name, you pronounced it absolutely perfectly. So there must yeah. be a dash of Fijian in you somewhere. So oh, you said that really well, mate. Uh, it's great to be here. and Thanks for having me on. All right. Now, yeah, so obviously I'm assuming that name comes from Fiji, your father's side. And um, you've got a, a huge family, haven't you? About there's seven of you, isn't there? Yeah, there's seven of us kids. Um, yeah, spread all across the, the world. Um, my older brother and sister grew up in and lived in Fiji. My older sister lives here now. There's myself, my brother and sister from um, my dad's second marriage with my mum. Uh, and then he also has another two kids with his now partner. So, yeah, seven of us, big family. And uh, I've followed suit. <laughs> my wife and I, Mel and I, we, we have four beautiful kids. Um, and we are yeah, showing them the ways of the world and trying to raise them to be good, strong little humans. Yeah. Well, talking about you when you were like a, a little human or even in school, I saw a few shots of you playing rugby, rugby at school. Um, you looked quite big back then. Were you, were you big, bigger than the rest of the kids um, back in high school? In high school, I grew. In primary school, I was a uh, I was a rake. Um, I was really small, skinny. I was tall, but um, I was pretty quick, so that helped with the sport. Um, I didn't really put on much weight until I started the sport of rowing when I lifted weights pretty um, regularly and started um, training more regularly and I put on weight and caught up to everyone else and grew bigger than everyone else. So I don't know if it was functional for the sport that I was doing at the time, but I enjoyed lifting weights off the back of guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff like that. So um. I had a bit of a big blueprint to follow and try to follow suit with him and put as much muscle mass as humanly possible. <laughs> well, that's a big man then, to follow. I saw some of his bodybuilding when he was younger. He's huge. But um, look, you represented Fiji in rugby um, as well as, of course, with the Sydney Roosters. Was we living your dream at the time? That's what you wanted to do? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I, I, I remember I wrote it down somewhere. There's, there's definitely some power in writing down things physically. On your notes in your phone, like with a pen and paper, you have to you have to physically write it down. There's some black magic tied to that stuff, but it just makes it happen. So when I was about six uh, or 16, I said to myself, I'm going to play for Fiji, which luckily enough came to fruition. I think it was 10 years later I actually played for them. But um, yeah, I also wrote down, I'm going to play in the NRL. Um, my mum pulled it out the other day. I was stuck on one of them, I stuck in storage at home. She put out this old whiteboard and she's like, hey, look what I found. And, sent me a photo and was, um, yeah, I will play NRL. I just, I, I try, yeah, I'll play in, I'll play in the NRL. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was a dream that I sort of set at a young age and took me longer than I thought to get it. it took me, um, if I set it, set it, set the goal at 16, I got it at 29. So yeah, a bit of a 13 year gap in between, but yeah, if you keep working hard enough at, at what you want to achieve, then you will, um, then you'll achieve it. So. What a great mentor. I was living the dream. What a great mentor for your kids, though, showing that, you know, if you've got a dream, if you've got something, you can do it, whatever that, whatever that is, even if that means, you know, doing rugby at the highest level. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's what we try to instill in them. Like, whatever you guys want to do, we're not going to force you down any path. We're just going to, yeah, 
let you explore your own paths and become your own people and and just do whatever you find fun in life and if you can sort of match that with hard work and the, the right attitude then uh, yeah it will take you far and wide in this world there's so many opportunities now um in the world so yeah we're just sort of trying trying to instill that now in our kids and it's interesting to see yeah, all the p- different paths that they're all taking. We raise them all the same, but their little personalities tweak yeah. what they currently know. And then, yeah, they delve down their own paths. So it's, um, yeah, an interesting world. Well, it can be interesting to see where they all turn out in 15 years' time. So, well, yeah. you, di- you did le- um, live the dream for quite a while, but then 15 concussions, 10 in the space of one year, uh, forced you into retirement. Was it, was it heartbreaking for you at that time to give up something that was... Um, a dream as part of your life for so long? Yeah, like, fortunately for me, I never, I, I think I went to hospital once while playing um, rugby league and it was four stitches in my eyebrow. So I was pretty lucky. I had some, like, medium-sized injuries, nothing overly major. I, I had, the longest thing I had off was, I think, four or maybe five months with some nerve damage in my leg, which is, there was zero pain, so it didn't even hurt. Uh, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, um, catch heavy loads on my leg the next worst injury i had was a injury in my knee which is pretty pretty average sort of an injury it's not not too major and then yeah obviously i had i had all the concussions which on um sort of doctor's advice was to just be like look you've done everything you could probably do within the game there's no point in pursuing anything further because you just risk um further possible Bad things happening. Look, it's a gray area that that whole concussion space. They don't actually know if the all of the head knocks sort of add to sort of an accumulative effect of like long term issues. There, it's it's still really inconclusive, and they they can't pinpoint anything on it. Mm. But they're just taking the cautious route. Like they don't want to look back in sort of twenty years time and say, "Oh, it definitely was that." So. Look, it was really, really hard for me to step away from something that I, I really I, I still coach rugby league, so it's um I get to live it in that regard. I get to live the experience from the other side of the fence. And I tell the boys, I'm like, I just I would love to just do one more. So we call them a back fence carry, where you just basically pretend you're the Hulk and you're just trying to run through a brick wall. <laughs> I mean, me me being Fijian too, that's that ties into my our primal sort of tribal warrior roots, you know. We, we want to, we want those contests. We want to know if we can handle those contests. And I, just, I would love just one more instance of those. Um, the, the other team kicks the ball down to you and you basically have to run the ball back as hard as you can into sort of five people trying to destroy you. And whether or not you stand is another another story, but I just missed that contest, you know? So I'm trying to find ways to sort of emulate that again now in my life. And um I guess Celebrity Apprentice is a different version of that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually representing um, Headache Australia is my um, charity as well. So yeah, it'll be cool. Th- those guys work in, that, in, in and around that same space. So it's, I'm going to be cool to sort of raise some funds for them. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a different thing that I'm going to be taking head on <laughs> this time oh, around. What a great charity. Um talking about the concussions though you've um decided to uh, you know already now that you'll donate your uh, brain to science when you die i mean that's i haven't heard of someone doing that i suppose you know giving organs and stuff can you tell me about how you came to that decision was that based out of the the concussions that you had 
Yeah, um, in and around that stuff, I just thought, look, if I'm not going to be needing it when I'm dead, then I might as well hope to advance science and the human race and hopefully they can find something <laughs> that helps the cause, you know? Like, I mean, I put my body through the ringer, but all for my own sort of benefit, I wanted to test myself and look, it's a, it's a space that's still unknown. So if I can help in any capacity, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to need it. There was also a second layer to, to why I wanted to do that in the hope that they could uh, use my brain. Like, hopefully, I always loved the Terminator as a kid, right? So I thought if, <laughs> if they could maybe transplant my brain into a Terminator body when the time's right in the future, then um, I'd be open to that too. So um, it's a, yeah double win for me hopefully advance the species and um give myself a second shot at a second life in a as a cybernetic organism <laughs> that sounds awesome um i want to ask you about now i've seen you on instagram you're in waste collection at the moment now aussies like to call it the garbo um you, on your instagram you you know you seem to enjoy it you enjoy the mateship um but given your media exposure, there would be some people, not all people, but some people that would try to hide that, you know, because they're on TV, they're, you're modelling, you're in rugby and all that kind of stuff. But you embrace it um, and, and you're happy to share your experiences in that role. I guess um, what sets you apart from people that would prefer not to highlight their job um, if the world thinks it's not prestigious? Is it just a matter of you don't care? Yeah, I guess I, I don't really mind. I guess it's... I'm someone who's danced on both sides. I consider myself a, I guess, probably maybe a modern day Batman. <laughs> by, <laughs> by night, I'm under the bright lights. Well, I guess it's both times at night because we start early in the morning. Um, just a normal high vis worker, and then come nighttime, I'm under the bright lights and on your TV screen on some show somewhere, whether it be NRL or Ninja Warrior or I don't know in this case Celebrity Apprentice or hopefully a movie one day. <laughs> um but yeah you know like i don't know i just want to give i i like the idea of giving the the high crew like guys who a lot there's, look, there's a lot of mental health stuff around that space like a lot of those guys feel like they've got nothing to sort of strive towards or or aim for because that, that, that's that's a hard grind like those slogs you know those guys work eight to eight to 14 hour days just grinding away on the tools and mm. i don't know hopefully i'm just a sort of bit of a beacon for them that look you can you can be something else on top of being a high-vis worker. So, I guess, um, it, I guess it gives you a bit of an opportunity to do other things during the day, you know, because of the hours. So, so you get to fulfill your dreams doing other stuff right. during, the, during the day, I, I imagine. I, I always try to find jobs that worked around my rugby league when I was playing. We needed to have an early enough finish to, um, to be able to make training. When I was, when I was training part-time, our training day would start at sort of four in the afternoon. So I needed jobs to finish before then. And um, it, yeah, it had to work for for my my actual. It was me, sure. Sorry, um, it had to work for my for my hobby and my sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> it had to work for for what I was really passionate about in life and pursuing my sports goals. So hmm. the garbage job when I when I got that I, I got that I got into that work off a off a mate of mine from school and one of my real good mates. And um, yeah, like the first day I finished it, I don't know, nine in the morning, I was like, oh, okay. So there are actually jobs where I still have a whole day to do stuff, but I get paid a whole day's wage, but there's still enough time for me to go and do 
three other things and then still go and pursue my my actual passion in life so yeah um I'm, 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 look, i know it's looked down upon and i don't know frowned upon by some but i don't care i'm i'm finished work by this morning i was finished work by 9 30 so it's a win <laughs> if you can like make it work for you so yeah it's, it's and then awesome. i'm lucky enough to do most days so that's what, what makes you you as well. It's awesome. Well, let's move on to um, Ninja Warrior. Just a couple of questions. Um, the, the, I've noticed when I watch the show that the big tanks that are built like you only ever seem to go so far because some of the obstacles are built for more speed, agility, and having to hold your own weight for a period of time. Um, but you've done super well. Can Ninja Warrior be conquered by someone of your size? Yeah, look, I definitely think Ninja Warrior could be conquered by someone of my size. It's just the skill set you have to develop. Most of us guys my size play other sports um, and we come into Ninja really, really late. Um, so for us to develop the skill set, we have the athletic sort of mindset and athletic, most of the time athletic attributes. We just have to develop this specific skill set of the, of the sport of Ninja, which it's that's its own beast. Those guys who are really good at that, um yeah they're, they're they're their own sort of sort of beasts and animals that that rip that that stuff apart so i'm just tacking on the back of those guys i've got my my athletic ear tuned in to to break down every little piece of information that they can sort of dribble out for the rest of us sort of <laughs> um <laughs> wannabe ninjas um and i use that to try and upskill myself and try and sort of better myself and and battle it out against those guys because the good thing about that, that show is Anyone can slip at any time, so you, you, you're always a chance. So it's um, you you got to have the skill, but yeah, you you got with a bit of part of that stuff too. So it's um, it's a really cool show to be a part of, and um, I'm really sort of thankful for the opportunity that I've had to to be on there. And um, there's a really good season coming up for that as well. So I'm excited to to see how everyone takes on all the uh, new young guns. I'll just leave it at that. Well, hopefully we'll see you. Hopefully. Look, we can't do an interview. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Your fingers crossed. We can't do an interview with you and not ask about that absolutely perfect body. So let's get to it. What's the secret? But please don't tell me it's Fijian um, genetics, but otherwise <laughs> there's no hope for me. <laughs> Fijian genetics is a little part of Fortunately for us Fijians, we can look at weights and manage to somehow put on muscle mass. Um, but it is a lot of hard work and dedication, though. I started lifting weights um, at, I think, 14 years old um, through the help of my stepdad, um, who, yeah, he just taught me about progressive overload and just, yeah, gradually increasing weight and pushing close to failure. It's, yeah, it's, it's consistency is the main thing. Consistency, yeah. good programming, um, and pushing your body to its limits. And sometimes you you get sort of little niggly injuries, but you got to know, you got to know your limits. You got to know what to work within and around and yeah, consistency and time. And you'll, you'll get really good results if you can do that. So no secret, just hard work. There you go. I've seen you take a, a few cold showers. Well, not personally seen you in the shower, but on Instagram, <laughs> you, you've often you may have. In... Well, I, I'm sure I put up one or two here or there where I was actually in the shower. So you may have. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Um, so what was the thing about having a cold shower? Is, is that a bodybuilding thing to relax the muscles or what's the story behind cold showers? 
Um, so there's too many health benefits to, to not do them, I find. So my main reason for, for doing it was um, it activates a more usable form of body fat. It changes it from white adipose tissue, which is the stubborn um, to use um, body fat. And it turns into stuff called brown adipose tissue, which makes it more readily available for the body. So I thought, okay, if I can minimize my body fat by just kickstarting the day with um, some of that, some cold exposure, it's a, it's a win for me. The other thing on top of that too is it's um it's just challenging the it's just challenging yourself to be able to do something really really hard and in by that by in saying that you've already done something challenging hard and you've already got a little win for the day so I thought it was a I, I get when I get up to do mine it's usually I don't know if it's in the middle of winter it's I like starting them in winter too because it's that much colder and your body's saying no 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 but in your mind or when you when you do conquer it you just there's a there's a win and a win for the day so it's really cold you get in the cold water you just you stand there for three minutes which is the optimal amount of time and uh you've had wins and wins and you, you your body's benefited from it and yeah that the, the other side to that is, is hot exposure as well so saunas i love my saunas so i get in those as often as i can like between one and four times a week is um ideal the more the better but there's um, a lot of added health benefits for that stuff too. So cold exposure and hot exposure are really great ways to uh, yeah, keep the body working as optimally as it can. And um, it's, the, it's the, the, the mental challenge for me is the, the real win. Mm. Sorry, that was the most long-winded answer ever, but I hope it answers your question. No, it, def it definitely does. Well, let's get to Celebrity Apprentice Australia. Um, you sort of mentioned this at the start. I was asking, you know, what made you take up um, the offer on this one? I think you were saying at the start, it was just to challenge yourself and do something different. Is that right? Yeah, definitely, definitely challenge myself. Um, I'm always one who's open to sort of going out into the deeper waters and, and trying something new. And uh, that definitely was the case in the show. Something that I've, I've had little bits and little bits of experience of over my life, like working in sales and stuff. And I, I never really enjoyed it though. So, Trying to sell things, I find really, really difficult. Which look, everyone at some point is going to have to sell something in their life, yeah. whether it be sort of um, like their skill set or how they work. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm not really all that confident. I, I guess I developed other attributes of myself, and I use those um, more so throughout my life. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was really interesting to have to delve back into that space where I'm really sort of uncomfortable. And that was the main reason why I jumped in the show. I, I know I'm all, we need to sort of test ourselves to better ourselves. And that's, that was my main reason for jumping on the show. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't get intimidated too often being your size, but how was uh, Alan Sugar? Is he pretty intimidating? Was, was that a bit different for you? Yeah. Lord Sugar, he's, um, he's a really imposing character. Hey, there's not much to him, but, <laughs> on top of like i don't know he's just got this real sort of alpha presence hey so like sorry, like real alpha type presence so and then when you find out what he's worth too i don't know i just always find when guys are worth a couple of billion dollars it always adds a bit of extra kick into their uh their aura or their sphere around them hey so he um i like Lord sugar though but he yeah when when you're in that boardroom it gets pretty heated and pretty tense 
pretty quick. So I look forward to seeing everyone's perception of the boardroom because I was, um, I did speak to Olivia uh, about going onto the show this year. And she, um, she just warned me before Olivia, sorry, Olivia Vivian from Ninja Warrior. And she said, mate, just prepare yourself. The boardroom is super intense. And I was like, I've been in some intense situations in my life. I'm sure I can handle it. And going in that boardroom, I don't think I've ever been in anything more intense than that space. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting when you're there because it's, yeah, it's it's thick, the tension. So it's, um, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing everyone else's reaction to it when it, when it airs. I am interested to know about those boardroom scenes. I'm guessing that would have been like a difficult place for you to be in. I mean, you don't, you don't seem to be overly confrontational and stuff and there's people bitching and um you know trying to put each other down or or say someone else's it's their fault and all that kind of stuff how, how did you go with that sort of stuff well i'm the first person to always fall on my own sword and take the blame for stuff so um i yeah that was really confronting <laughs> people just throwing shade at each other heavily throwing um darts or <laughs> at each other's heads um or well, knives in the back i guess is what you call it um yeah that was a, an odd space for me to be in because i'd usually just put my hands hey guys everyone that was it was my fault but you can't do that in this show because that's the end of you so yeah i had to i had to learn quick how to uh put the put the deuces up and get ready to defend yourself and uh yeah i'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> well I can give away. I mean, it's not really, really a spoiler though, because um, it's not just the boardroom. Um, this season, uh, the bitchiness between the guys was probably more intense than than the girls. What was going on with the guys? It was pretty full on. Yeah, look, we're, look, we're all pretty. Um, I guess we're all pretty um, bossy in all of our lives, and we all know what we want, and all know how to sort of go after those in our own way and uh mm. i guess we go to loggerheads against each other a couple of egos and um yeah it made it difficult to sort of focus in on the task and get it done as efficiently as we could because people were standing up wanting their voices heard and yeah it's gonna make for some good tv <laughs> can you tell us Tune uh, in and, um, yeah can, can you tell us a, a bit, bit about one of the or, or a challenge or something that you've been in. I can imagine with this show that it's all about making money. So I'm guessing the shirt's going to come off. Yeah, it's probably going to come off multiple times to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly like enjoy doing it, but look, if it, if it's, if it's for a charity and a good cause, then I'm willing to do what the team needs me to do. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to help if it helps someone else. All right. Um, and just before we leave um, Celebrity Apprentice, um, with the cast, um, I just wanted you to pick one um, for these areas. Who, who was the most competitive in the show? Most competitive? Um, probably Benji. Yeah. He's a very competitive cat. <laughs> He, um, no, Benji's, Benji's the alpha and he likes to run things. So, yeah, I want to say Benji. That, yeah, there's a couple of close, but Benji, yeah, 
he knows how to win and knows what to do to win. And who's, who's most likely to um like turn on someone in the boardroom to say to themselves, it's their fault, it's their fault, and just and and try to get out of trouble? All of them, all of the above. <laughs> Except you. Oh no! Oh, there's a couple that are that are that are that sort of say themselves, but um, it's gonna be plenty of drama this season. So no, <laughs> we haven't fallen short in in that regard. Um, in particular, um, yeah, Ronnie and Jared, they're the uh, yeah, Ronnie and Jared, there's a couple of the girls too, Gamble. Yeah, mm. just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Um, and last one, who would you like to invite over for a barbecue? Who did you click with uh, in the cast? Oh, there was heaps. Like, you want me to name one or would you? Oh, one, one or two or three. Like, yeah, one, two who, or three. <laughs> who did you click with? <clears throat> Benji, um, I imagine. I clicked with a lot of people, yeah. Um, ben... Um, Benji, Darren, Will and Woody, Gene, oh, yeah. yeah, like, like I, those heaps that I did click with. I guess, look, if I had to, I had to pick one to bring to a barbecue, um, oh, yeah, close enough, sort of Will and Woody, Darren, and Benji. And I probably couldn't split the three of them there. They've all, they're all going to bring something to a depends on the occasion, to be honest. Like, if you need. Comedic effect, you got Will and Woody. Um, Darren can spin a yarn, like chew your ear off, um, but real good stories too. And then, but Benji's a jack of all trades, so he covers so many bases, you know. I'm sure he'd be able to cook, so he's going to contribute that way. He can play a guitar, play any instrument you can think of. He's just literally a jack of all trades. He can play a game of touch footy with the kids out the back. I don't know. Probably let's throw Benji in there if we had to pick just one only. I mean, there's too many good traits amongst all. And the, the girl singers, we had Amy Shah, um, who was um, Sammy, Sammy J. Man, they're all just, yeah. Just, yeah. Depends on the occasion. Let's just yeah. roll with Benji to answer the question. <laughs> all right. Let's, um, before you go, let's ask a couple of questions about yourself. Now, I hear you're a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I mean, is this the world is flat, the moon landing didn't happen, Elvis is alive, or is it something else? No. What sort of conspiracy? I'll just leave you with. Question everything. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I like to run with. Just question everything. You, you don't want to give us one one conspiracy theory that you're that you're interested in or you know about. Oh, one of the boys threw out the other day that he heard that dinosaurs built the pyramids, and that's a pretty far fetched one. But there's one for you. I don't know. There's there's literally a million different ones that we could we could discuss. So. Um, aliens, I don't know, it's, uh, running the numbers in the universe, there have to be aliens floating around somewhere. There's over a trillion stars, and around those stars, there's who knows how many planets. So, just playing the numbers game, like you probably have to think there was other life forms out there. So, question everything you are told, and uh, yeah, just. Dig a little deeper and I'm sure you'll find something that makes you go, hang on a minute. That doesn't really work the correct way. Just question everything. All right. Question everything. Um, so the other thing about you is that you're a bit of a gamer, aren't you? I am a gamer. I love my, 
I just got a PS5 recently and um, playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone and um, Spider-Man and I'm playing a New Horizon game as well. So, yeah, I'm a gamer from way back. I got my first PlayStation in like 1995 playing Jonah Lomi rugby and stuff. So I've been on board for ages and, um, yeah, that gaming community is massive, hey? So I don't game as much anywhere near as much as those guys but i do that's my little escape from the from the world so i'd be doing better things with my time but um that's my vice that's my uh escape from the world so i enjoy my i enjoy my role-playing games enjoy my shooting games and uh yeah i'm a avid gamer <laughs> any tournaments coming up someone throw me in <laughs> <laughs> um and if, if people want to find you on instagram um how can they find you yeah, just, just under my name, um, Thanos, or uh, Elon Vinikeda. They can search for one of the two and they'll find me. Yeah, that's on Instagram. Yeah, cool. Look, Eloni, um, he's not here to try to uplift his uh, Instagram followers at all. That was my own promotion. Um, you learn so much through the world, through your eyes. Some will see physical strength, but if you watch long enough, you'll see his strength comes from his heart and his family. It's wonderful. Um, you have very, very lucky kids um, to have a mentor like you. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Eloni. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks for having me.